May in John chapter 4 take you to the Word of God for just a few moments tonight and I probably will not be lengthy. I never am really that long. Some of uh, you perhaps think maybe it's longer than it really is, but I watch the clock quite carefully. You know, when you're miserable, five minutes is an eternity. (laughs) I hope none of you are miserable tonight. John chapter 4. One of the one of those chapters that you want to go back to over and over again in the Word of God because it is so rich with message. And I'm going to pick up the latter portion conversation that Jesus has with his disciples after having ministered to a woman at a well and then a city coming out to hear the good news. And these disciples come and they find the man that they had left, that they had gone to find food for. He wasn't hungry anymore. And uh, verse 32, he said, but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work. What a motto to live by. What a what an inspiration to guide your life by. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work. Verse 35 is what I want to focus your attention on for just a few moments tonight. And the scripture said, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold. I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already. Everybody say already. They are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. Amen. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already. Amen. Amen. They are white already. My subject tonight is say not ye. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I think for most of us, our life is governed by what we plan to do more than what we actually do. Much of life is governed by what we are intending to do at some future point. Most of us here tonight, it is our intention to do better. Amen. It is our intention to get better. It is our intention to 
be better. It is for most people their intention to resolve issues in their life, to face situations and to deal with problems. It, it is most people's intention to face their fears. It is their intention to deal with their problems and their failures and to face their sin and their frustrations. But much of that is relegated to some future moment. It is some time to come. Every unorganized garage is a dream that has yet to come to fruition. Every unorganized closet, somewhere in the back of someone's mind, there is an intention at some point to fix that problem. It is in the mind of many of us tonight to take care of certain situations at some point. And so it was even with Jesus' own disciples. He said to them, I need to go to Samaria. And they thought, what a crazy thing for you to be doing. They don't like you in Samaria. They don't want you in Samaria. As a matter of fact, they're hostile to you in Samaria. And most likely, you're going to run into trouble when you get to Samaria. But Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. Little did the disciples know that going also at that time was a woman of the city whose life was less than exemplary. Her life was not one to be put up and promoted as a person of great uh, value or person of great principle. Most likely he, she had just the opposite reputation. She had been married five times and she was living with another guy and she was on her way to the well at Samaria to get water. Most historians say she came at that particular moment because she knew the rest of the women wouldn't be there and she could go gather water and go back home and do her chores without there being a lot of fuss about so-and-so coming to the well. Jesus said to his disciples, I need to go to Samaria. I have a rendezvous at a well. I have a woman I need to talk to. And I have meat to eat that you know not of. I've got something that I've got to do and I can't wait on the harvest to come. I can't wait on some future moment for that thing to be brought to pass. It needs to happen now. And so Jesus goes into Samaria. He sits down by the well and he converses with this woman, a Samaritan, a Gentile, one outside the realm of blessing at that particular moment in time and in God's way of operating. 
And yet God ministered the word and he reached into a future time, the Gentile dispensation, if you please. And he blessed this woman with what was to come because the need was now. She needed a word now. She didn't need it three months from now. She didn't need it three years from now. She didn't need it three millenniums from now she needed somebody that would intersect her life at that moment and speak to her the thing that she needed in her life at that moment and so he went by the well and Jesus ministered and when he got through his disciples who had left him to go find food come back and they find the one that they had left to find food for nourished by something he he didn't seem to be hungry and they were wondering maybe somebody has come by and slipped him some food and he said no that's not what it is he said i i have meat to eat of that you don't know anything about and i've come to do the will of god and i've come to finish the work that's my meat that's my purpose is to do the will of god and and he said to these disciples something profound yet so simple that it almost goes by without noticing he said i've got a message for you disciples I've got something that you need to wake up to right now. Say not ye, there are four months and then cometh harvest. I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Jesus said to his disciples in one sense of the word, You need to stop pushing ahead a day of change or your opportunity. And you need to wake up and realize that right now, this moment today is your day of opportunity. I believe more than anything what Jesus was trying to get through to his disciples is that you have to recognize your opportunity and you've got to seize that opportunity. It may not be the right time for somebody else, but tonight could be your night and this moment could be your moment. He didn't come for all the other women of Sychar, but he came for that one woman because she needed a word right then and that's the way God is some of you are thinking in your mind one of these days I'm going to put all this behind me and one of these days I'm going to change and somewhere down the road I'm going to be better and somewhere down the road I'm going to do better and God comes to tell somebody tonight why not now why not tonight the opportunity is yours for the seizing and you can have it if you will just reach out and take it how many of us intend to do better and God's saying do it now be better now you can be better tonight you can do better tonight how many of us sit here tonight within our mind we have made up our mind we're going to resolve some issues but we're thinking at some point 
three months or some future date. And God said, why not resolve those issues now? Why not realize that right now is the best time to do what needs to be done for God in your life? And right now, tonight, to this day is the best day of your life. You may not have a tomorrow and you may not be able to do anything about it tomorrow, but tonight, right now, on this odd Sunday night of the year, perhaps in your mind, a, a, a day that seems so disconfitted, God said, that's your day. That's your rendezvous with destiny. That's your moment in time. And you got to wake up and realize that now, this night, tonight can begin something in my life that will put me on the road to recovery. And tonight I can make steps that will help me face my fears and deal with my failures and do what is right in my life tonight. Not three months from now. Not at some future date. You know what God sent me tonight to tell somebody? You need to stop pushing ahead the date of your doing better. You need to stop pushing ahead the date of your getting better. You need to quit pushing ahead the date of your consecrating your life and, and really selling out. God, I know what I need to do. I know how I need to live. I know what I need to say. And quit putting it off to some future moment and do it now. Now, he said, look up, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They are white already. It's already your opportunity. I said it's already your opportunity. It's already your day. It's already your time. Jesus bids us to not wait for a better season or a better opportunity. When He's there, it's always the right time. Amen. It's always the right time. It's time now. Everybody say now. It's not going to get easier. Some of us are, are thinking that if we just wait a little longer, it'll be a little easier. It's not going to get any easier. Amen. I said it's not going to get any easier. You can wait a little longer if you want to, but it's not going to change whatever has to be done that needs to be done. You're going to have to step up and say, you know what? I can do that. God would not have called me to do it if I could not do it. God would not have said I could if I couldn't. God would not have challenged me to reach out for more and then take it away from me. God would not have brought me this far to let me down. Somebody say, do it now. Do it now. Say not ye, there are four months and then cometh harvest. I wish somebody would stop putting off your day of change and go ahead and change. Amen. I wish somebody would stop putting off your day of recovery and get over it. Oh, hallelujah. I, I wish somebody tonight would quit putting off to some future date, looking down the road at some seasonal moment in time, thinking that it's going to be better then, and realize it can be better right now. Somebody say, already. 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 God's already prepared the day. He's already made it right. You see, God's Word is always now. Never tomorrow. Tomorrow is man's word. Tomorrow, tomorrow, 
Tomorrow, tomorrow. There will always be a tomorrow. But God's Word said now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Stop putting off. Stop pushing ahead. Change in your life. Amen. Get up and do it now. Quit thinking that somewhere down the road you're going to get it all together. I've had people say, well, Brother Yus, when I get my life a little bit more together, I'm going to do right. You're never going to get it together. You're never going to get to that point where you feel like you've done enough. You won't ever. God's not, it's not ever going to happen. And the devil's going to make sure that you never find that day when you can resolve those issues in some future moment. He said, do it now. Amen. I wonder what would happen tonight if some of us would just get up out of this place tonight and leave this building with now on our mind. You know what? I'm going to do it now. I'm going to reconcile with somebody now. I'm going to make something right now. I'm going to say the the right kind of words now. I'm going to change now. I'm going to be a better man now. I'm going to be a better woman now. I'm going to be a better wife now. I'm going to be a better husband now. I'm going to be a better person now. I'm going to face my fears now. I'm going to deal with my issues now. What would happen in your life in the morning if you woke up with that now attitude and you woke up realizing already it's already white. It's already an opportunity. It's already time. It's already time. Stop pushing ahead the date of your doing better and do it now. Amen. Amen. The way they tell me, and I've always heard that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I've never met anybody that planned on being lost on purpose. I've never met anybody who planned on their life ending in shipwreck on purpose. But I've met a lot of people that lived with the hope that tomorrow was going to be a better day than today. And it's not. Today, this is the day the Lord hath made. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, listen to me tonight. Whatever it is that some of you have been pushing off in your mind at some future date to do, You're going to go to that person. You're going to make that phone call. You're going to write that letter. You're going to write some wrong. Do it now. Do it now. Stand to your feet and say it. Do it now. Do it now. Not tomorrow or next week or at some future date, but do it now. Do you realize how happy you would be the rest of the week if you would just start something now? Amen. If you would just take a step now, tonight, you, do you realize how much more free your life would be if you would just go ahead and do it now? Amen. Tonight. Say not ye there yet four months and then cometh harvest. 
He said, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already. Amen. It's already time. It's already your day. It's already your opportunity. The sun's not going to shine any brighter. The light's not going to burn any brighter. Hope is not going to be any stronger. Opportunity is not going to be any greater than it is right now. Amen. Right now. Everybody say right now. I've told you the story, but I tell it again tonight. Somewhere at the crossroads of a forgotten, dry, hot place in Arizona, there was a sign that was put up. It said, Welcome to the greatest place in the world. A tourist traveling through the area happened to make his way through the back roads and found himself at that intersection. The only thing there was a rickety old building, some kind of store. And he saw that sign that said, Welcome to the greatest place in the world. And he thought, What in the world? Looked around. He said, What's so great about this place? Tumbleweeds. So he goes into the store and strikes up a conversation with, the tenant, just curious, sir, about that sign out there. Bunch of lunatics live around here. Is this Crazyville? The old man laughed and said, no, not at all. It really is the greatest place in the world. He said, what's so great about it? Man, I've been to Palm Springs. I've been to Hollywood. I've been to the Rocky Mountains. I've stood on the Pacific Ocean. I've looked at the Atlantic I've been to Europe. I've been great places in my life. And you're telling me this, this is the greatest place? Yes, this is, the, this is the greatest place in the world. Well, explain to me. He said, well, let me tell Come here. Let me show you something. You see that crossroad right there? He said, that crossroad right there will take you anywhere you want to go. That's what makes this the greatest place in the world. Because from where you are, you can get to any place in the world you want to go. You know what makes now so important? It's because at the crossroad of life, wherever you are, in God, you really can go anywhere you want to go. Amen. I don't care how miserable life has been up to this point. I don't care how many mistakes you've made up to this point. I don't care how wrong you've gotten life up to this point. I don't care what all is wrong in your life up to this point. There was a woman that had five husbands and living with the sixth. You can think whatever you want to think. They all died or she killed them. I don't know. I just know this. She'd been through too much. And when you look at her life and you see all that was wrong with her past, she stood at a crossroad. And at that crossroad, there was a door that opened that said everything can change from this point on. That's what made it the greatest place. And, he, and the Bible said she went back into the city and she brought the whole city out there. She said, come and see a man that told me all things, everything. How about it? God send me tonight to preach to you a little simple sermon and remind you, say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest.
Why not now? Why not tonight? Why don't you do it not only for yourself but for your family? Why don't you do it not only for yourself and your family but do it for your church? Brother Hughes, I'm going to pray more. I I made a commitment to God a while back that I was going to do more. Amen. Let's quit pushing off to some future date what we promised God we're going to do and let's do it. Amen. Anything you need to take care of tonight? Anything you need to deal with right now? It's white already to harvest. Amen. Now. Everybody say now, tonight, this moment is my opportunity. Because where I am, and from where I am, I can go on to become anything in God that He says I can be. My life can become better. My life can get better. I can do better. Issues in my life can be resolved and fears can be faced if I'll just get up and do something now, right now. Amen. Reach over and take somebody by the hand. God, right now, this is our moment. God, help somebody that's been pushing it away and pushing it ahead and thinking that somewhere, at some point, they're going to reconcile. At some point, they're going to stop acting crazy and doing crazy things and living crazy, being crazy. They're going to, at some point, get off that merry-go-round and become the person you call them to be. God, would you speak to them right now? I believe, God, tonight that you had a divine appointment with somebody in this service. I believe you had a divine appointment tonight with somebody to tell them it's time tonight. It's time right now. This is your opportunity. This is your day. Seize that opportunity. Seize that moment. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. I want to do better now.